0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Micah, lead pastor here at High Praise Crestview. I want to say thank you for choosing to listen to today's podcast. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from today and go connect with us on social media as well. My prayer is that as you listen to this message, you're encouraged, blessed, and transformed by the power of the Word of God. Now open your heart and get ready to receive what God wants to speak to you today. Amen. Will you open up your Bibles today to Isaiah chapter forty? Isaiah chapter forty. We're going to go back here. I told you last week I was done with this series, and I kind of am, kind of, kind of. Um. I was praying about the word this, this week and asking the Lord, what do you want to speak? You know, we've been in the series that we've talked about what the Lord is saying to our church family and our church community uh, beginning of this year, and the, the word of the Lord was waiting, soaring, and running. Amen. I believe that's what the Lord's calling us to do is to wait on the Lord. Personally, we're going to soar, and corporately, we're going to run. Listen, it ta- it's going to take the personal soaring above obstacles into new anointings, And new favor and new blessing for the church to corporately run. Because corporately we can't do what God has called us to do until personally the people of God within the church are doing what God's called them to do. OK, because it's not a show about just me and Pastor Chelsea and, and or just me and Pastor Chelsea and Gabby or me and Pastor Chelsea and a few others, Mr. Donna, uh, Miss Donna and Mr. Andy. It's, it's, it's not it's, it's not just a show about us or or even Newland and Francis and Russ and Trish. It's, it's not just that show. It's everybody, the community of Christ working together to actually do what we've called what God has called us to do. So we can't run until you start soaring. And I believe that's what God's saying. And so I begin to think about this, and the Lord kind of—I'll be honest with you for a second—the uh, Lord kind of convicted me. And he said, "You've given all this vision." This is how the Lord talks to me sometimes. You've given all this vision, but you've given no practical steps on how to do it. I went, Oh. Lord, I'm sorry, please, please, Lord, forgive me, you know, and, and so today I want to kind of bring a practical message to you uh, that is going to still stay in the, the vein that we're, we've been flowing in, so we're still going to use this as our main scripture, but i got a few other main scriptures I'm going to start today, but if you're looking for a title for today's message, if you want to write it down, it's going to be wait for it, somebody shout wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. I no anyways, um, Isaiah 40, some of y'all caught it, some of you don't, Isaiah 40 verse 28 is where we're going to start today. Isaiah 40, verse 28, says this. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might. He increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord, somebody say, wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint now I'm going to ask you to turn over a couple chapters over to Isaiah 55 I'm going to give you three main texts I want to start with and then we're going to jump into this okay Isaiah chapter 55 you can turn over there we're going to start at verse 8 and we're going to read verses 8 and 9 if you can't turn there we have it up on the screens for you today it says this for my thoughts are not your thoughts nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. I just want to, to just take a second and say this: How many of you are thankful that the Lord has different thoughts about you than you have about yourself? How many you thankful that God has greater thoughts; He has different thoughts about your family than sometimes you have about your family. How many you thankful that God has better and greater thoughts for your future than what sometimes you have for your own future? Amen. It, said, and it says uh, this says it goes on to say this, verse nine: For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God has greater thoughts and higher ways. No matter how much you try to comprehend your future, you will never actually fully see the fullness of your future. I want you to, I want you to hear that this morning. I want you to understand that I'm not saying that God is not God does not move in prophecy and speak of the future to come. But what I'm saying is, whenever you do it rightly, your future is going to be even greater. The, the ways that He has for you will be even better than what you could dream up and imagine yourself. I'll give you, I'll give you a quick uh, um, uh, uh, instance here, instance example. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, Pastor Chelsea and I have gotten many, many words over our life, in our time, uh, in ministry. And years ago, years, years, years ago, we were at a conference, and we got a prophetic word. She had actually already left. We weren't married yet. We were, I was still a teenager. Um, and this apostle called us out in the middle of this huge conference, the International Gathering of Apostles and Prophets in CI, and we, we had actually went out there, because believe it or not, I was at one time a dancer. <laughs> I could bust a move, okay? Maybe one day I'll just break it out for you guys, okay? Uh, but but I, we, I used to, I, we used to do dance, and we had a, a dance team that would go and minister at places. And we were there, we were ministering, and all the rest of the team had to go, but I had to stay behind. Uh, and so... I was there, he called, he said, where's that dance team at? And me and one of my good friends... Pastor Castle Jones was, he was with me. He's now the uh, kids, youth, the kids pastor there, at High Praise Panama City. We stood up together and he began to prophesy. He said, I see that you, I see like a stage show that's ministering. He starts prophesying about the stage show and these and, and like kids are getting ministered to it. He said, I see something like on a Disney, uh, kind of a Disney uh, 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 style production, almost like a Disney kind of stage show kind of thing. he to prophesy this. Well, I begin to think, oh my goodness, dramas I don't know if anybody ever been in a, in a church that had a drama team now God bless them and there was a season where that was like the thing to do for youth groups you know what I mean like you had lines and acting parts and all these different things and you were yelling you were boisterous over the top and most of them let's just be honest I'm not saying they were bad but they were corny and, and, and sometimes a little cringy and and I begin to think in my mind oh lord I do not want to do that. That's the ways I thought. That was my thoughts in the moment. Now, I begin to think on this, and, and, and little did I know that a couple, few years later, Pastor Chelsea and I would get married, and as my first decision as a husband um, in ministry, I told my wife, hey, we're doing kids ministry now. Yeah. And so, what happens, we we're in a staff meeting, Pastor, Pastor Robert goes, hey, my sister at the time she and her husband, they were the kids coordinators at our church and she was great with child and she was due like the day of the normal conference we would have. And he said, we're just gonna cancel it. We're not gonna do it. We're just gonna forget about it. We'll do it next year. And me and my big mouth was like, we'll do it. You know, with, with, with like no reservation, just we'll do it. Not like, hey, and husbands learn from me here, okay? Not like, hey, I think we might be able to do it let me, let, me and Pastor, let, let me and Chelsea talk about it and get back with you, but I'm pretty sure we could do it. Like, not even that. It was just like, we'll do it. And at that point, the scripture says, let your yes be yes and your no be no, right? So it was yes. It was done. <laughs> and so, so we decided that we're going to do this thing. And so we went and we made this decision. Little did we know... That over the course of years, almost a decade, Pastor Chelsea and I would be doing kids ministry every single Sunday. Be putting on conferences that would travel around the region and area in a Disney-style stage show. Because we did this whole thing called the Faith Force. It was an original idea. We made superheroes with luchador masks. Okay? It was next level, right? I, uh, uh, huh? Yeah, the DVDs are out there if you ever want to see them. Faith Force Live out there. We got, wait, uh, Huh? we were, yeah, we were, we were much younger then. Uh, and, and, uh, but we went and did that. And I mean, hundreds and thousands of kids would come and get ministered to. We get to see lives. We'd be able to see kids come to altars and get saved. Kids strengthened in their faith. What I'm saying is, and what I'm saying, and it was fulfilling and it was far greater than doing dramas I loved it. I enjoyed it because if you know a little bit about me, I love professional wrestling. At least I used to. I don't really watch it as much as I used to, but I would love, you know, the WWE, AEW, all those. I, I, I enjoy that stuff. And so when I would, and, and I'm a big Disney World fan, okay? We, my family, we grew up going to Disney World. Take, we take our kids to Disney World. We love the stage shows and all that. So, like, I was already bent towards all of that. So I would literally learn things while watching wrestling and going, to, to, going to, to Disney shows and go, hmm, how could I implement this in a way that would be fun for kids using the Faith Force Heroes and do this big thing. One year we had this big thing. I don't know if anybody, I know I'm on a little bit of a rabbit trail, but I want to give this story real quickly. Uh, I don't know if anybody has ever watched professional wrestling, but they're, they're, in professional wrestling, there's this thing that happens sometimes whenever the hero, or we'll say it's called a baby face, when the baby face, which is the good guy, is on the men. He's down on the ground getting stomped, getting beat up by like three or four dudes, just boom, 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 you know, beating them up and by their heels. That's the bad guy, heels, okay? Babyface, I'm teaching you some wrestling lingo this morning. Uh, and they're getting beat up. Well, I was like, man, they'll be so cool to be able to do something like this with Faith Force. Like, like, you know, and you see it kind of like in Avengers movie and stuff like that. And normally it's kind of a plot that happens like, oh, no, the heroes are getting beat. We need a hot save. And so that's what happens. A hot save comes in. A guy runs in with like a steel chair, right, out of nowhere. And one of his buddies does and starts beating up the other, the bad guys, the heels. So I was like, how can I do this? So we made up this whole thing. I wrote this whole thing up to where the incredible Judah went away for a while because he got discouraged by some guy named Sir Oblivion. (laughs) <laughs> and with one hit of his forget stick, you'll forget all about the promises of God. Anyways, and so, and I did a lot of the voices too, okay? Uh, but but uh, you're going to need the DVDs probably. Just go, go get one after service and you'll understand a little better. But so I made this thing where like last minute, at, well, the faith force is about to be defeated by Debbie Dowder and Sir Oblivion. The Incredible Judas music hits, boom, boom countdown just rock music the incredible judah comes out of nowhere roars real loud and then comes in and begins they, at the whole all the kids start screaming and yelling shouting to the lord and they start praising together debbie Dowder and sir oblivion are stuck a psalm Two. too god ordained praise because your enemies silence foe and still the avenger They stops dead in their tracks and then they worship together i said all that to say this <laughs> it was so much better than dramas <laughs> and, and so what, what I give that story is for this, for you to understand, you may have prophetic promises and words over your life, but just because you think it's all going to take place this way doesn't mean it's going to take place that way. It can happen in ways beyond your understanding, higher than the ways that you can think up. So sometimes the best thing for you to do is just shut up and march and do what God has called you to do. And then you will walk into the promised season and the promised land at the right time, doing the right thing. And when you do that, there's more fulfillment. Amen. I need to keep going this morning. Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes chapter three. One more scripture for groundwork. One more scripture for groundwork says this, to everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Media team, if we can put the the screen back up, please. To everything, there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. I want you to hear me this morning. Every part of your life has a reason for the season that you're in. There is something that God can do wherever you are at. If you're in a season of what feels like affliction, guess what? God can help you grow in that. If you're in a season of blessing, God can help you become a blessing to others. It's not about the season that you're in. It's more about... It's not about, God, is this season that I'm in of you? Yes, the answer is yes. The season that you're in is something that God is working in. Maybe... It's it was not appointed and meant f- by God. Understand what I say this. In, we, we, lived in, we lived in Panama City it, it, and, and, and we went through Hurricane Michael. I understand that it was not of the hurricane was not sent by God to be a, 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 an attack because of how bad and evil Panama City is. COVID did not come as an attack for, or, or as vengeance of God on his... That's not God. It did not come to strike people down, the just and the unjust. That's not... The, God did not... He was not the author of COVID. But guess what? It was a season we all went through. We went through that season, and guess what? In that season... You know what God did? He birthed this church. There is a season for everything. In that season, we saw growth. In that season, God was still working. It may have not been meant by God, but God can take the season, change it, rearrange it, and move it forward for your good. There's a season in life for everything. Now I want you to hear me. There's a a time for a word to come over your life and there is a time for fulfillment. But I want you to hear this today. Those aren't always next door. Sometimes they're far neighbors. Sometimes they're really far neighbors. But that doesn't mean they're not there. It just means it might take a little bit longer than what you wanted. It just means you might have to wait for it. It just means you might have to Wait for it. I want to go back to something I said in the beginning of the series. And that's this. To understand seasons, to understand all these things, we have to remember and know what time is. We're on Kronos, right? We learned about this, which means exact. God is not bound by time, but rather uses Kairos time, which means appointed time in the purpose of God. God is not limited by time, but rather the creator, and he has a perfect timing for all things in your life. There's two things that perfect timing does. I'm going to review this real quickly. does this one. It grows our faith as we're forced to wait and trust in God. And number two, it makes certain that he and he alone gets the glory and praise for pulling us through the season that we were in. Now, I want to say this as well with this. This doesn't mean, when I say for everything's time and a season, that doesn't mean that God has one day open for you. And if you miss that day to do what he's called you to do, brother, you just missed it. And you're never going to see it again. Jonah is a perfect example of that. Jonah missed the window of God and what he wanted to do. Listen, you can find it in scripture numerous times, different things. that. But listen, God can redeem time because he's, he works on kairos not chronos so he can redeem time but however there is an appointed season and appointed time that he wants you to do things because i believe in grace and mercy but i also believe we serve a god who speaks to us opens divine doors of opportunity for us and we need to be ready to walk into those seasons but i want you to hear this some of you may not like this but the biggest thing that will keep you from walking into your next season is you when you wake up in the morning, it's that person that's staring back at you. That's the biggest thing that will keep you from walking into your appointed season and appointing time. It's not God. God's not keeping you from it. And assuring sure ain't the devil. We like to blame the devil for a lot of our dumb decisions, though. We like to blame the devil for a lot of dumb things that we say and actions that we do. Oh, well, the devil may. No, he didn't. According to the scripture, if you're saved, the enemy has no authority over you. Does he have authority? Ways that are sneaky to tempt you, sure. But in the, the day, you make the decision. Walk in the spirit. We talked. We talked about it last week. Walk in the spirit, so you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Kids, that's kids' church coming out. See, we have hand motions and everything. You're the one who will keep you from walking to that next time, that next season, because your doubt, unbelief, grumbling, complaining. Children of Israel saw that happen. They missed what God wanted to do because they were too busy complaining about what they weren't seeing yet. They they were unable to wait for it, Were unable to wait for it. Oftentimes, when waiting, though, we get impatient. We like to try to make things happen, right? And you know what? I'm going to tell you something. You can make things happen. You, You can make things happen, Right? God gave us something called free will. I don't know if anybody uh, has ever seen it. You know, uh, there's this thing on TikTok. I saw it one day. And there's this they're work, this grocery store person's working there. And maybe some of you have seen something like this. And he goes, I want to do it right now, but it's a break. Uh, but he goes, that moment whenever you realize you have free will, and he just grabs the thing off the shelf and drops it, and it breaks and spills everywhere. Like, you have free will. Right now, I can just be like, oh, and drop it. Because I, I can do that, right? I choose to not do that or to do that. Because for everything that you do, guess what there is? Consequences. There are consequences for actions. Free will gives you the chance to make whatever decisions you want to make. That means this. You can do Whatever. That doesn't mean whatever you do is right or in the timing of God, though. Yeah. And that's what we have to understand. I'm going to give you a quick example of this before we get into the more practical side. Abraham exemplified this for us. Right? God tells Abram, son, I'm, ch- I'm changing your name to Abraham. You're going to be the father of many nations. You have descendants, as many as the stars. Sarah, she's going to have a baby. And... As time goes on, Abraham had no children. Sarah had, what? No children. Because his wife, Sarah, at the time was unable to conceive. And they began to question just how the promise would be fulfilled. So Abraham began to grow impatient. And so did Sarah. So Sarah says, hey, we have a handmaiden. And all the women of God said, no, not my husband. Go get Go, go conceive a child with her. Why don't you go conceive a child with her, with Hagar? So, guess what they do? Because, because if if they do that by law, see these people living by law, that baby belongs in that time. That baby would actually belong to Sarah and Abraham, even if the handmaiden gave birth to the baby. It still belonged to Sarah and Abraham. So Abraham's like, look, I found a loophole, <laughs> All right? Some of us do that. Oh, but there's a loophole. And God, I think I can go this route. And I was like, uh, no. And, and, and we, we find, they, they find this loophole. And guess what? They conceive a child together. And they have, his name's Ishmael. Ishmael is the illegitimate promised seed made in the timing of the flesh. And it's another 13 years. Remember, what I said that the word and, and the promise aren't always next door neighbors. A lot of times they're far neighbors. So, 13 years goes by, and Abraham and Sarah conceive the promised seed, which at their age, I'm surprised they were still trying. <laughs> I can't say nothing this morning because my son's in here. However, (laughs) they had to live with the frustration of Ishmael for the rest of their life. And guess what? Isaac did too. It says that they were at odds for the rest of their life. Even the nations that came from Ishmael were, were at odds with the nations that came from Abraham. You can have a legitimate birth in the illegitimate timing of God. Just because you gave birth to something doesn't mean it's legitimate. God calls it legitimate, not you. And that's what Abraham and Sarah did. They said, this will be a legitimate child to us because of law. But God has a perfect timing for everything. And had Abraham and Sarah just waited for it, they wouldn't have had to deal with the headache of Hagar and and Ishmael for the rest of their lives. Some of us, the headaches that we're dealing with, Is because of decisions that we tried to make happen and things what we wanted it right here. We're like a little kid crying, going, I want it now. You know what I'm talking about? And we're that kid. And then we cry about it and cry about it and cry about it. And then we make it happen on our own. And God's like, oh, if you just would have waited, it would have been so much better. We've got to learn to become people who can wait for it. Because there's a time for everything. There's a Kairos moment for God things. Kronos moments are like brushing your teeth, eating. Like things that you have to do, right? Like take a shower, make sure you're nice to people. Like these are things you should be doing in Kronos anyways. Kairos, Now I'm going to show you this. Kairos, when you need to wait on the Kairos of God is these things. The next big thing you've been thinking about. The next big step of faith. That you're thinking about stepping out in. The business that you've been wanting to open. Maybe you've been thinking about moving. That might be one of those Kairos things. Because listen, a lot of things change whenever you move. Okay? Maybe it's the promotion that you've been applying for. You're wanting. Or maybe the new job you're desiring. Listen. Wait for it. God has a perfect timing. I'm not saying waiting doesn't have any actions. But what I am saying is God will confirm your actions and where you're going. And this is how he'll do it. I want to give you really quickly four practical steps while waiting for Cairo's time. Four practical steps while waiting for Cairo's time. Number one, pray. (sighs) Amazing. Somebody said, I heard Siri say, I thought so. (laughs) Perfect timing, Siri. Sorry, he said, (laughs) amen. Everything we do should be bathed in prayer. Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6 to pray about everything. Everything. And here we go. Uh, Here's two things to pray for inside this prayer. Two things to pray for. One, don't pray for what you want. Pray his will, his purpose, and his time. Jesus teaches us to pray this way in Matthew chapter 6. He says, When you pray, pray this way Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's it after that? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your prayer should not be, Lord, gimme, gimme, gimme. Your prayer should be, Lord, do what you want. Lord, open the doors that you want. Lord, swing wide the, opens, the open doors that you have for us to step into. Shut the doors that you don't want us to go through. Let that be your prayer. Not, gimme, gimme, gimme. Lord, do what you want. Pray for his will to be done in your life. His will is different from your will. We already talked about that, but guess what? It's better than yours. Let me just say this too real quickly. Everybody in this room has some sort of, he, God has a will and a plan for. Second Peter uh, 3, 9 shouts of how it's not the will of God that any shall perish, but all shall come to know him. That's his will for your life. The purpose of God, John ten ten 10 says, came to give you life and life more abundantly. God has a will and a purpose for every single person on planet earth. Whether they ever walk into it, that's not the question here. The question is, I mean, the question that sometimes arises in our head is for that person, that the prodigal that I've been looking at, is there still really a will and purpose and plan for them? And the, the answer to that is absolutely yes. God has a will and a purpose for everyone. Amen? There's no such thing as a person without a purpose. However, our free will can keep us from our purpose. And let me just say this too. Don't just pray for his will to be established over your life. Pray that over your children. And the generations to come. Pray that Lord let your will be done in my kids' life in Jesus' name. Amen. The second thing you need to pray for is this: pray for wisdom. If you don't have wisdom, you just is dumb. Hallelujah. If you don't have wisdom, you just is dumb. If any of you lacks wisdom, James 1:5, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. When you ask for wisdom, God doesn't give you faith. He gives you wisdom. When you ask for wisdom, he doesn't give you healing just in that moment. Guess what he gives you? Wisdom. When you ask for it, God is faithful to give you wisdom. Amen? I don't know about you, but I, I, I want to do what the Lord's, called us to do as a church and then also personally in order to do that i'm going to, have to walk in the wisdom of the lord and listen to me sometimes i was going to put this way i'll put this as a third point here another way thing you need to pray for a way you need to pray is the third way is this pray in the spirit sometimes you don't know the words to say and sometimes you just need to pray in your heavenly language lord i don't know what to say right now other than lord i just i need you I, there's not enough words that I can come up. And there's scripture for this, by the way, uh, in case you didn't know. Romans 8:26 says this: likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. And it, it, here it says, with groanings which cannot be uttered. There's another translation that says, with groanings too deep for words. Means sometimes you don't have the words to say, so you just need to pray in the Spirit. And I believe that the Lord speaks to you whenever you do that. Amen. All right, second thing you need to do while you wait, is this: Ask for counsel. Ask for counsel. <laughs> nobody ain't meant that one. Ask for counsel. The book. The, the, the book of Proverbs <laughs> is full of scriptures that yell of the importance of in the multitude of counsel, there is safety. There's another scripture that talks about the multitude of counsel, there's victory. There's another scripture that talks of, in Proverbs that the multitude of counsel, there is success. So whenever you get a multitude of counsel, there is safety, there is victory, and there is success. Let me say this, and it's not just about the multitude, it's about who's in the multitude. Say it again, it's not just about the multitude, it's about who's in that multitude of counsel. That's really whenever you get safety or not. Because listen to me, 20 foolish advisors are no better than one. So the kind of counselors you seek out makes all the difference of the outcome. Bible's full of people who listen to wrong voices. And we already talked about one of them, Abraham. Abraham listened to the wrong voice. He heard the voice of God, but then, and husbands, don't take this and run with it. But then he listened to the the, the, the voice of his wife in that moment that was not in line with the word of God. And in that moment, it was... As a man of God, and listen, this we could we could flip the, we could flip the script too. Had it been the other way, and the and Sarah heard the voice of the Lord audibly, and then Abraham says, "Hey, I'm gonna go do this." You know, then it's time to stand up and say, "No, we're gonna stand on the word of God and what it's actually spoke over our life. That's the counsel we've already received." Okay, listen. A multitude of counselors won't help if there are, if those counselors are fools. I do believe, however, though listen. I believe whoever your pastors are, and I'm not saying it's because maybe maybe there's people in this room you don't, uh, maybe you're not a part of this church, maybe you're part of another church, but I believe wherever you're planted, at your pastors should be part of that council that you seek. Amen. Amen. I believe that you should seek if, if you're entrusting. The Bible talks about uh, I was going to say it, Hebrews thirteen seventeen. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. If you entrust pastor. Uh, Chelsea and I, to do this in your life as pastors, then I would encourage you that when you're about to make one of those Kairos decisions, at least give us a call, a text. This isn't because we want to lord over you, because I'm be honest with you. Most of the time, my counsel is, what's the Lord saying to you? Because sometimes, well, I've learned some of the best counsel that we can do is just listening to you. And a lot of times we go, sounds like you already got your answer. Because like, you literally talk yourself into what you already know the Lord's already spoken, but you're fighting against it. We're all, we've all been guilty of this, okay? So there's no shame in that. But I believe that pastors should be part of that um, uh, authority that you look to to call on and ask. And listen, we're here for you too. With that same breath, I'll, and, and I'll say this. Human beings are fallible. No one gets it right 100% of the time. The wisest and most godly among us are still subject to human error because we are humans. We set ourselves up for disappointment, often disaster, though, when we build our lives or ministries or every decision based on the counsel of just one person. It's good to surround ourselves with trusted advisors, a multitude of counselors, strong brothers and sisters of faith. But I want you to hear this. You also need people of Wisdom. So you need good balance of counselors. You need people that are those people that are going to encourage you whenever it's time to make that crazy faith step. You know what I'm talking about? But then you also need those people that are kind of holding the back of your belt, holding you back a little bit going, but listen, these are the things that you need to make sure you have in place before you make that big step. You need that balance of safety. That's what it's talking about, multitude of counsel. Because if you have people who are just 100% floor i mean i mean accelerated to the floor just faith only you know what happens you end up making dumb decisions too early and you find yourself in a world of mess but if you have people that are too wise and never have faith then you have this constantly and you're always being held back from what god has for you so it's important when you when you get that multitude of counsel make sure there's a balance in that counsel everybody understand what i'm saying this morning i know it's a little bit more teaching now we went from preaching to teaching y'all just stay with me amen it's good to surround ourselves though with that counsel we need balanced counsel in our lives, not just people who will tell us yes. And that's what we love to do. We love to yell to the yes men. Let's run to the yes man. He's going to tell me, yep, that's a good idea. You don't always need a yes. Sometimes you need a no. Sometimes you need that stop. That is not smart. Don't take that step yet. Let's, maybe you should try this first. And listen, I'm going to say this as nice as I can, but it's not going to come off very nice, so. If you're not going to listen to counsel, don't ask for it. You're wasting the time of people who love you and care about you and actually carve out time out of their schedule to sit and listen to you. And if you're not willing to listen to counsel, then don't ask for it. Selah. Number three, that brings us three right here. Listen. Number one pray. Number two, ask for counsel. Number three is Listen. Be slow to speak and quick to listen. I'm going to give you three quick scriptures. You can write these down if you want to. Proverbs 18.2. The NIV. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. It means if you just talk about your own opinion all the time and don't give time for counsel to speak, you're being foolish. Proverbs 19.20 and 21. Proverbs 19.20 and 21. Listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 19, 27. Stop listening to instruction, my son, and you will stray from the words of knowledge. If you stop listening to instruction, counsel, you begin to stray from the words of knowledge. If we surround ourselves with great counsel and listen, the Lord will confirm his purpose, his plan, and timing. That doesn't always mean this, that it's going to be, thus saith the Lord, go forth and do this. Sometimes it's going to be, what do you feel good about in your spirit? Do you actually feel good about doing that? And that makes you begin to reflect. The Lord, do I, is this your spirit or is this my flesh? Now, I, want you, I want to say this. When listening, sometimes... It's, it's difficult because you want to listen through the lens of what you want. But I encourage you, you have to get rid of that lens. If you listen through the lens of your will, you will miss his will. If you listen through the lens of your own will, you will miss his will. You need to listen to counsel and listen to the promptings of the voice of his spirit. And you need to know how the Lord speaks to you. There's a few different ways the Lord speaks to people. One way is people feel things. Does anybody who kind of feels anybody in this room that feels things when the Lord speaks to me like you just feel it anybody 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 hear anybody hearers in this room that you you actually hear the audible voice of the lord there 's different ways some of us sense things and some of us see things I tend to see things that 's literally that 's normally the way whenever I feel the Lord speaking to me is I see things and then the Lord begins to reveal things to me there's different ways and you got to know how the Lord speaks to you in order to listen to what he's saying too. And this brings us to the last point. Number four, don't, so, so let we'll me go back. Pray about it as you're waiting. Pray as you wait. Ask for counsel as you wait. Listen while you wait. And then don't do anything that your spirit man doesn't feel good about while you wait. Don't do anything that you in your spirit do not feel good about. This is where we have to get better in discernment. We have to grow in, in, in discernment. And maybe you go, man, pastor, I don't have discernment. Listen, I believe you can ask the Lord and he'll begin to, once it? Ask for wisdom and he'll begin to give you wisdom. I believe you can ask for discernment. He'll begin to give you discernment or he'll surround you with people who have that spirit of discernment and begin to put up those little red flags or green flags on where to go and what to do. Faith will call you to do some things that push your limits. However, faith is always met with a special grace. And I believe that the Lord confirms his word and his will. I believe the Lord gives a special peace when in his perfect timing. I believe when you enact this, you are poised to step into the kairos moments of God in your life. Whenever you pray, whenever you listen, whenever you ask for counsel, once you listen, and then you don't do anything until you feel a yes from the Spirit. Donna, if you'll come play. I'm going to give a, a quick example of this real quickly, and then we're going to, I'm going to let you go this morning. Quick example of this is Pastor Chelsea and I, once again, beginning of this church. I know I've given this testimony, but maybe some of you have never heard it. Beginning of this church, um, we launched about two and a half years ago, September of 2020. And Pastor Chelsea and I were going through a season and a time where we felt transition. We didn't know what to do. But we were ready to do something, but didn't know where to go because we knew that God had called us where we were. And over time, things took place, and God, we waited on the Lord. I mean, honestly, there was, if we wanted to make things happen, we could have went to other ministries. I'm sure that we could, with a phone call, said, hey, we feel like the Lord's transitioning us out of here and wanted to go here, or Whatever. But it would have been illegitimate timing and we would have missed what God had for us. So we waited. And you know what? In the waiting, it was kind of frustrating. I'm not gonna lie to you. Frustration was real. We prayed. One night, phone rang, and Pastor Robert called me and said there's a church that we were in good fellowship with in Crestview area that's pastors are retiring and want to know if we want to launch high-praise Crestview. And I'll be honest with you. I said I was frustrated, right? And I told you we'd been praying. And at the time, guess what? We'd been listening to, we'd been asking for counsel. We had talked to uh, Pastors Ken and Trudy Blunt, Pastor Jacob Alexi Peterson, among some other people, Pastor Dustin Smith. And every word we got uh, was not the word we wanted. I'm just gonna go ahead and prepare you now. When you're asking for counsel, it may not be the word you want. But it was the word we needed to not miss what God wanted to do. They all said, I feel like the Lord has you where you are right now for a season and a purpose and a time. You're not supposed to go anywhere. <laughs> Thanks, God. You know, Pastor Lexi P- Peterson had a dream. Right, that was before the phone call, excuse me. Um, Pastor Lexi Peterson, before the phone call, had a dream about our family ministering together. And to stay where you are. Okay, God, we're going to submit to that. And then, so we would pray, ask for counsel, and guess what we did? We listened. And we wouldn't do anything unless the Spirit led us to it. One night, sitting upstairs in our house, phone rang, picked up the phone, and that phone call happened that I just mentioned a moment ago. And immediately, there was a yes in my spirit. I I sensed it, and I felt it. But even then, I I want to tell you this, even then, you know what we still did? We went over the steps again. We prayed about it. Even though I already felt it, yes. Yeah, so I was like, oh yeah, let's go. God's, do it. God's in this. I felt it. We prayed on it. And then guess what we did next? Asked for counsel from a lot of wise people and people of faith and people that if we were to do this, they would be losing something, for lack of better words. Panama City lost some stuff whenever, and that's not saying, oh, look at us. It's just that Pastor Chelsea and I, we held a lot of weight on our shoulders there in our Panama City campus. Pastor Robert said, I feel yes. Bishop Hammond, I feel yes. Pastor Leon Walters, I feel yes. Dustin Smith, I feel yes. Jacob and Lexi Peterson, I feel yes. Pastor Casey Dawson, I feel yes. Everyone that we talk to, I feel this is God. There was a perfect timing that God had for us. We waited on it. And we followed these steps. Some of you look, well, yeah, y'all are living in the blessing of the Lord. We've had to follow these steps a lot of times before we even got to where we are now. And I, just to be this, I want that to be an encouragement to you today of this that I'm not just giving you steps that haven't been lived through. I'm giving you steps from personal experience, what I've seen in other people's lives and what the word of God says. And I I, I firmly believe this this year. As you enact these things, the Lord is gonna do some things that you can't even dare think or imagine because his ways are higher, his ways are better and he will be faithful. Do you believe that today? Will you stand up to your feet this morning? Let's pray together real quickly. Just gonna pray over us. Father, I just thank you right now. I thank you for giving us a patience right now. I just I I ask for that this morning. I ask for that patience within our heart to wait on you and what you want to do in our life. Lord, let us be faithful to pray. Let us be faithful to ask for counsel without shame let us ask for counsel i just feel that this morning that there's some of you that you've been waiting on asking counsel because you felt ashamed and the lord says i'm lifting the shame off your shoulder says the spirit of the lord and the lord says begin to ask for that counsel and the lord says surely know that i will confirm my word in your life so lord i just thank you for that right now in jesus name i think it will be people that ask for counsel but there will be people that will be faithful to listen to listen to counsel And then only move whenever you give the yes. So, Lord, we just thank you for what you're doing. We thank you for what you've done. And we thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, will you give God a hand clap of praise? Amen.